Hey everybody, thank you for tuning in to this bonus episode of Last Stop Waterfowl Outdoors Podcast. On this episode, we're going to be talking waterfowl reproduction. We'll be giving you guys an update on what's going on up north in the breeding grounds, as well as what we can expect and what to look for in this upcoming waterfowl season. So we hope you'll enjoy it and stay tuned to this week's episode of Last Stop Waterfowl Outdoors. Hey everybody, welcome into this week's bonus episode of Last Stop Waterfowl Outdoors. I'm your host, Jacob Robery. And guys, I am pumped up for this bonus episode. I really wanted to get with everybody. Uh, I know we wrapped up season three at the beginning of June, so we're over a month and a half now since we wrapped up season three. And a lot of you who listen to the show on a regular basis, uh, you know, we sent out some, you know, social media advertising saying to look for us in the fall we were going to get ready to kick off season four but at this time of year guys it's a crucial time of year for us as waterfowl hunters to kind of have an idea of what's going on with the breeding going on up north uh kind of what to look for you start seeing some of the surveys that are put out um, you know as far as population numbers on what to expect you kind of start getting that buzz and i know i do i get fired up at this time of year because it gets me in the mood because we are now just a couple of a uh, couple of months away from hunting season in general but uh teal season you know we are just about over four just over four weeks away uh five weeks away somewhere in that time frame of teal season and opening up here in louisiana uh, which is always a huge time for us waterfowl hunters uh, i'm sure you guys feel the same as i do you kind of start getting that bug and getting pumped up you start watching those hunting videos um and it's just a, it's just a fun time of year because we, we get anxious we're waiting on another hunting season to come around and i'm no different than you guys are but i am a person you know as a waterfowl hunter for those of you who know me i am obsessed with ducks i follow the migration i follow the breeding habits you know i look into all that type of stuff i look at the numbers of what's out there as far as populations of each species and I, I want to kind of have an idea of what to expect well the reason we are doing a bonus episode guys is because there is a lot of chatter that has been going on as far as reproduction of waterfowl this year and what we could possibly expect as the season comes around for those of you who are down south especially us here in Louisiana guys you know that it has been an extremely wet summertime. We are now, like I mentioned, at the end of July, and it has been extremely wet. We have received a lot of rainfall, record numbers of rainfall here in the south, especially in Louisiana, south Louisiana to be more specific. So, you know, we look at it and say, wow, you know, we pretty much receive rain every day. Um, You know, that's going to be good possibly for the waterfowl production that we see you know make its way down to louisiana this year and you know you think you kind of think small oftentimes just what you see in your general area but the grand scheme of things shows a much different picture guys as far as reproduction you know this year looking back a little bit when waterfowl season ended at the end of january we were seeing waterfowl species whether it was mallards you know gadwall widgeon um you know different species well after the season closed this year which is a reason that a lot of hunters have been calling for us to extend our dates out our seasons out further they want to have longer or, or have seasons that go 
more into February, you know, extend the season out because they feel that a majority of the birds show up later in the year. And, you know, the numbers looking at it this year from what I observed, I would have to say that's definitely been the case for the most part. But that's not always the case in some years. But if you look at some of the species that were down here, that means they were returning to the breeding grounds, the prairie potholes, the boreal forest, Alaska, those areas that are key breeding grounds for waterfowl. They were returning to those areas later this year than in many other years previously. So that's going to be interesting to see how that kind of pans out. But the big story in the breeding grounds this year, guys, has been that they have not received the rainfall that we're seeing down here in Louisiana. And when I say have not received rainfall, they are categorizing it as a major drought. One of the worst droughts that they've seen since the 1980s, as a matter of fact. So how does a drought in the prairie pothole regions affect the reproduction of waterfowl and affect you know, the migration from north to south as we get more into waterfowl season and it starts kicking off and so on and so forth. Well, what you're seeing and what I want to explain to you guys is that with a drought that they're encountering in the prairie potholes regions right now, what it's doing is a lot of these birds that were returning later in the year, not having any kind of water sources, um, it's going to affect them greatly in the reproduction process. It may even affect them to the point where they, they may only reproduce, have one cycle of reproduction, to where in many other years they may you know reproduce on multiple cycles. So that's something that you're typically not going to see when you have a drought, according to what the biologists tell us, you know, and the statistics are showing. So from what they're studying, a drought occurring there's one of two things that are going to happen when these waterfowl return the ones the main species of ducks that are going to be most affected by a drought in the prairie pothole region is going to be your dabbling ducks your mallards your gadwall um, you know your uh, shovelers your, you know your spoonbills that type of stuff redheads so on and so forth you're going to see those species get affected by it mainly in the prairie pothole region. Now there's other species that you're gonna see that do not produce predominantly in the prairie pothole region. They're gonna bypass the prairie pothole region. They're gonna move further up north. They're gonna go to the boreal. They're gonna go to Alaska and they're gonna reproduce in Alaska and the boreal, which is the boreal forest. Um, and species that typically reproduce in those areas are going to be a species such as your blue winged teal, or I'm sorry, your green winged teal. I was incorrect on that, your green winged teal. Um, your widgeon, your sculp, which we're seeing a lot of numbers of sculp. That's, a, that's one species that is on the rise in the last several years. You're seeing more and more sculp, whether it's a lesser sculp species or a greater sculp species. Sculp have definitely been on the upswing as far as reproduction over the last several years. So sculp are a species that typically reproduces in the boreal and in Alaska. Um, so species like that, mergansas, not that many of us down here hunt mergansas, but if you're a fan and that's a, one of the birds on your list that you have to possibly, you know, harvest a hooded morganza and mount it, morgansas typically reproduce and mate in the boreal and in, the, uh, Ala in Alaska. 
So those areas right now have received quite a bit of rainfall. So it's the complete opposite of what they're seeing in the prairie, uh, you know, the prairie pothole regions where they're in a, a major drought right now. So those species, you know, what they're saying forecast-wise, guys, is they're seeing some of the largest number of ducks in the boreal and in Alaska that they've seen in many, many years because they have received quite a bit of rainfall up there as well. And the reproduction rates are very high uh, from what they're seeing. They're seeing, uh, you know, quite a bit of hatchlings, um, which is a great thing. So that means that this year, hopefully, we'll have a lot of juvenile birds when they migrate down, which typically, you know, your, your, your teal, you know, are gonna make it down first blue wing teal. They're gonna come down first, um, you know, and then your green wings will show up as we get into the larger duck season. Later on, as we get into more winter time here in the south, you'll start seeing hopefully larger numbers of green wing teal this year. You'll see larger number of sculpt this year. You'll, hopefully we'll get, you know, larger and better numbers of widgeons showing up this year when it comes time for big duck season. And of course, like I mentioned, the mergansas, species like that. So as we make it into big duck season, due to the rainfall that they've received in the boreal and in Alaska this year, and the good numbers of breeding that's going on up there, I'm looking for an uptick in those species this year to hopefully make their way down here. Uh, and hopefully they make it down here to Louisiana. But all along the Mississippi Flyway and the other flyways, you guys hopefully will have a good dispersion of birds coming out of those regions due to the, to the adequate rainfall that they've received and the good hatch numbers that they've uh, showing from the studies that they're doing. So that's hopefully gonna be something that works in our favors. Now, as far as the other species I, I mentioned in the uh, prairie pothole region that are accustomed to you know, reproducing in those areas, guys, your mallards. Um, you know, a lot of us love to, love to hunt mallards. That's the number one species that most waterfowl hunters go after. Um, you know, that's been something that seems to be on the downtick here in Louisiana over the last several years. Not many mallards are showing up like they used to. You hear guys talk about it. You've heard us talk about it on the show that we don't see the numbers of mallards that we used to see. Um, so with them being predominantly in the prairie pothole region and, and reproducing there, guys, you're not going to see probably and this is just my my you know my guess on it is that you're probably going to see those numbers continue to decrease this year um, as far as fresh birds young juvenile birds coming in now you're going to get hopefully you know those those mature birds that have maybe made it a migration maybe even made it to migrations you should be able to still have those birds migrate down no problem whether it's a mallard whether it's a widgeon species, no matter what it is. Those experienced birds that are not juvenile birds should still have no problem being able to migrate back down to the flyways, but you're not going to see those young juvenile birds um, that are a little bit easier to work, a little bit, you know, um, not as accustomed, I guess you could say, to seeing the decoy spread, seeing the spinning wing, you know, decoys, all that type of stuff. So you're going to get more educated birds in that sense um, that have seen it before guys they've been around the block they know what to look for they're going to be typically a little bit harder to harvest we know 
how that is, especially here in Louisiana, because guys, we are the bottom of the flyway, you know? So we typically get birds that are more educated by the time they get down to us here in Louisiana. So that's something that we're really used to. The only difference is, you know, you guys up north and down the flyway, you're going to probably see more mature birds that you may not be accustomed to as much in your areas this year to where previous years you had a lot more juvenile birds. So it really makes sense if you think about it, guys. The, the reproduction in the prairie potholes with a drought, it's not usually a good thing, like I mentioned, um, for reproduction. What could possibly happen is, I, I referenced this a few minutes ago, you could have a species that decides to breed once and then they're done. They decide it's not worth the effort. There's not the resources that they need to reproduce and, and, you know, and do it comfortably. So they'll bypass a second cycle of reproduction or possibly a second or third cycle of reproduction. They may only produce once. On the other hand, the flip side of the coin, guys, you may have birds that do not reproduce at all this year due to the drought in the prairie pothole region because they don't have adequate resources. They don't have that comfortability. Um, you know, they, they just don't have the resources that they would in a normal year where they have adequate rainfall, adequate, wa adequate water supplies, and so on and so forth. So that's one side of it. Another, another option that, that they are seeing that some of the biologists are talking about is that some of these birds that normally return to the prairie pothole region, they may bypass the prairie pothole region altogether due to the inadequate conditions that they're finding and continue to fly northward to the boreal and over to Alaska. So you may see some of these, these birds flying further than they normally fly in order to get to better resources to reproduce. Those are the birds that if they make it there, you're going to see better reproduction rates. You're going to see more juvenile birds coming out of that later on this year as we get into duck season. And for future populations, we'll see better populations, hopefully, you know. So it makes a lot of sense, guys. That is what's going on right now. Um, I know it's been a lot of talk. If those of you guys who follow it like I do, that's something that's a, a hot topic right now. Um, the drought that's up north in the prairie pothole region right now. Um, and that's just something that we can't control. Once again, Mother Nature plays into it every year. That's the way it, it goes down. So, you know, what do I expect? Well, I kind of touched on it already. I think we'll see those species that, you know, typically flourish in the boreal and in Alaska that reproduce in those areas, like your green-winged teal, your widgeon, uh, you know, your sculp. You'll see those. You'll see more ganses. I think you'll see a lot of juvenile birds this year because the conditions are so favorable in that area. You'll see juvenile birds in those species. Um, I'm hoping it pushes more green-winged teal down, like I mentioned a while ago. Because over the last couple of years, the green-winged teal, you know, tend to show up and then they'll disappear and there's nothing consistent throughout the whole season, at least from what we've experienced. You know, you may have experienced something different in your area, but here in Louisiana where we hunt across the state, that seems to be the story over the last couple of years. So I'll take green-winged teal, higher numbers, more juveniles. I'll take that all day long come big duck season if that's the predominant species that shows up. I'd be all for it, to be honest with you. Um, and a lot of you guys would probably take the same situation there. What 
I'm not expecting to see is, like I mentioned, a lot of juvenile birds when it comes to puddle ducks, your mallards, your your uh, spoonbill, you know, or, you know, you guys, um, you know, that hunt redheads. Some of your, your ducks like that, your redheads, um, you know, your shovelers, I mentioned that already. But a lot of the species, gadwall, which is a huge part of our bag limits here, where we hunt down in Louisiana, gadwall are one of the main species that has consistently showed up through the years. Um, not that you're going to see a big number and drop off of those those species due to the drought, but you may not see as many juvenile birds. So it's going to set up for a little bit of different hunting, guys. And like I said, once again, I know I mentioned this a minute ago. In Louisiana, we are accustomed to stale birds. We get, uh, you know, a lot of birds that have seen it all down here in the bottom of the flyway, guys. But when you get a bird that's, you know, already stale, they've been shot at this year, plus they have two, you know, years of education where they've migrated up and back down, or maybe even more in some cases, you get some of these older birds, then it makes it really tough for hunting, guys. So, you know, it's going to be interesting to see how this all plays out once big duck season comes along. But I can tell you this, and, and my, my take on this is that once these aerial surveys come out, that we all get, you know, thrown on social media, you'll see wildlife and fisheries, they'll release the aerial surveys and this and that. I really do expect these numbers to be down this year, and I know a lot of guys that gets you fired up. We see these low numbers, and I've been, I've been guilty of it myself. I've talked about it before saying, hey, I, I don't know how much I believe in these numbers. I think sometimes the numbers are escalated uh, when they're really not what they are. I think sometimes they undershoot. Um, sometimes I just think they don't always have an idea, you know, or, or they're estimating the best they can based on, you know, whenever they're able to fly out. Uh, it could be weather that's affecting them. It could be bad weather. They can't get accurate counts. So I think a lot of that plays into these aerial surveys sometimes. But... I'm expecting the numbers in those those dabble ducks, those puddle ducks, to be a little bit lower probably this year than what we might have even seen last year, which was some of the lowest numbers that they had on record. Uh, but then I also hope that when it comes to the teal and the sculp, you know, not that you know I'm a guy that wants to hunt sculp and go after divers, but that seems to be what we get nowadays, guys, here in Louisiana. We get a lot of diver ducks. You know that. Um, so that's kind of becoming the norm, you know, for us. So if those continue to have an uptick in reproduction, we get more numbers, at least it's going to make the hunting fun. Um, we've, you know, us as, as Louisianans, we can pretty much cook anything. So we can make any kind of bird taste good, except maybe a hooded morganza. Uh, and some of you out there are probably saying, ah, I bet you I could make a, a hooded morganza taste good. And you're gonna, if I ever cook it for you, you'll eat it. I promise you, you won't even know what it is. And you guys may be right about that. I have to admit, you may be right about it, but I've never eaten a good hooded morganza. I can promise you that uh, from my experience. So, uh, but yeah, that's what we're dealing with, guys, right now. And if you guys have heard anything different or, you know, you're, you have different opinions on it, we'd love to hear what you have to say. Let us know, man. Shoot us a message on social media. Respond on Apple, uh, Apple Podcasts when you leave a message or a comment. Let us know what you guys think about this upcoming season. But at the end of the day, I'm fired up. I'm sure you guys are getting ready and fired up. I know several of the retailers in the areas, and you know, um, they have all their big, you know, off-season sales starting up right about this time of year. As I record this episode today, 
uh, Simmons Sporting Goods. For those of you in Louisiana, up in Bastrop, Louisiana, Simmons Sporting Goods is having their yearly tent sale kicking off today. Um, that's always a great event to go to if you guys are looking for some gear at great deals. Check them out. Maybe take a ride up to Bastrop, Louisiana. Go to Simmons Sporting Goods because uh, those guys are loaded up with, with stuff. Um, other areas that you know uh, have have sales going on: Bowie Outfitters, Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Um, you know they have a, a sale coming up, a tent sale. That's always a fun time at this time of year to get some great deals on some hunting gear, kind of get you guys ready for the season. Um, I know that's what we're doing. We're about ready to start pulling out the decoys, washing them up. We uh, we got a new blind that we're going to throw on the boat this year. We got got to get it brushed up. We got to do some welding on the frame, get it ready to go. But uh, it's that time, guys. We are not far away. Teal season is right around the corner. And although uh, blue-winged teal are one of those species, unfortunately, that, that you know, reproduce in the prairie pothole area uh, and is experiencing that drought that we talked about, I don't know what to expect, but it's always fun to get a, get a flock of blue rockets coming through the spread. You guys know, you know how that feels. That first uh, set of a uh, flock of teal coming through those decoys, there's nothing like it, man, kicking off the season. So it's just around the corner. Like I said, we're the end of July right now, guys. We're, uh, you know, we're already into August, which is typically the dog days of August. That's going to be our, our hottest months. And believe it or not, I saw today they have a prediction on the weather forecast uh, showing that there's going to be uh, possibly an August cool front that hits Louisiana and makes it all the way down to us here in the boot, man. So if that happens, that's always a good thing because typically when teal season comes around from, you know, experience over the years, guys, you get that first cool blast or dip in the temperatures and those, those teals start to show up here in Louisiana and down south. So, you know, if we do experience a cool front coming through in August, that would be an absolute blessing. I'd really like to see it at the end of August if I could choose, pick and choose, which I don't want to be choosy on it, and I'm, I'm, I'll take it whenever we can get it because it's been extremely hot down here, guys, um, down here in the south. For those of you out of the state, you know, just to give you an idea, the temperatures here in Louisiana with the heat indexes have been dipping into about 115, 110, uh, just absolutely extreme, extreme heat down here. You, uh, you have to have a good tube of Boudreaux's butt paste or something for, for the monkey butt uh, because it is bad and it is humid, guys, outside. But, like I said, we get a cool snap that comes through. If we are blessed enough to get that come through in August like they are, uh, they're predicting right now, uh, then, hell, we could have, you know, a really nice teal season, have some of those more mature blue-winged teal show up, um, and maybe not, like I said, see a whole lot of juveniles because of the reproduction and the drought in the prairie pothole region. But, hell, mature birds is better than no birds, guys. We'll take those mature teal. They tend to decoy early on in the season. I think we can really have a good solid teal season here in Louisiana if uh, if we get that, that cool snap a little bit earlier than expected. So looking forward to that, guys. Um, but besides that, that's about it. That's really all I got for y'all. I just wanted to get you guys kind of fired up, get you thinking about duck hunting, get you fired up uh, about waterfowl season. I know you guys, I don't have to – do a podcast episode to get most of you fired up but it gets me fired up and i'm glad to be back with you guys um i'm excited about the fall guys because we have all new episodes we are kicking off season four of last stop waterfowl outdoors podcast and we're going to be doing that in the fall 
So I'm excited to get back with you guys. We're going to do some scouting reports. We'll give you guys some information on any kind of uh, numbers on the birds, any kind of surveys. We'll be talking about it all, guys. When it comes to waterfowl, you know us. We'll be filling you guys in on what we see in the field, what we know or what we think we know, and uh, and share a lot of waterfowl stories with you guys as the season goes along. So looking forward to it. Wish you guys the best the rest of the summer. Stay safe. Get out there. Enjoy that little bit of fishing time you got if you're on the water doing some fishing. <coughs> enjoy the time with the family at the ballpark because it is right around the time, guys, where we go balls to the walls with hunting season. And I couldn't be more excited. So make sure your wives are happy, the girlfriends are happy as you get ready to get into hunting season. Because trust me, happy wife, happy life, that goes a long way, guys. This is Jacob with Last Stop Waterfowl Outdoors Podcast. We'll talk to you guys soon. We'll be back in the fall. We'll talk waterfowl. We'll talk to you guys and see you all out in the field, hopefully, this season. Y'all have a good one, guys.